What up, everybody? Hey. Are we looking at each other? You, yeah. Are we looking no, at the this, cameras? Look at Are me. we going to look at each other? Look at me. I like that shirt, bro. I was going to say, you know what I like more than this shirt? When people smash that like button. Yeah. And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Why do we need people to subscribe to the YouTube channel, bro? Let them know. We need them views, and we also need to become partners, is the word? Yeah, I think we need a thousand subscribers. So we can monetize these and make billions. You know what I noticed is that most of the people that watch these videos are not subscribed, bro. How do we change that? How by hitting the subscribe button there we go please please oh. please and uh we're asking it just for uh because we know a lot of you aren't subscribed who are watching because we can see it in the analytics 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 thank you guys for tuning into the morning dinner podcast today we got tej and he is an american hip-hop would you say hip-hop or rap Hippity hop. We're going to find out. rap artist, We're going to find guess. out today, yeah, guys. He, he'll correct us. Let me give you a quick little bio about Teej. He is a 21-year-old recording artist from San Diego, California. Ooh. After his big move to Las Vegas in 2016, he decided to start over with music. Having, I almost said music, music. My Mexican accent coming out, bro. <clears throat> Some hip-hop music. Having just released his newest single, Getaway Driver. Teej works closely with his best friend, roommate, Sound by Dawson, which we have also had on the podcast. If you guys... To so go peep his episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it and the annotation we can ever figure that out i don't know if it's gonna be up here or it's gonna be up there it's probably gonna be yeah where you pointed the left it's, hand it's gonna be wherever it ends up being just look out for that guys uh known for creating music along the genres of oh here we go pop r&b and alternative teach also works as a songwriter for other artists wow it's gonna be tight man it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good episode we don't have hip-hop young artists man, on here a lot young man doing work he's like, doing work like he's that. 21 bro and, and i don't know if you i don't know if you've actually checked out his music but he sounds he's so he dope. sounds like very like how do you say like something you would hear on the radio you know what i mean yeah so it's, it's gonna be tight to have him on but if you guys are not subscribed once again make sure you hit that subscribe button make sure you click the like button and leave a comment down below or dislike us- button whichever one you agree to yeah. Because we're not biased here. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could go ahead and dislike. We need all the engagement we can get. Engagement, though. That's Anyways, all we're worried about. Yeah. Oh, you know what? The giveaway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Let's do the giveaway now. Woo! Giveaway time. Let's do it. Let's see. Oh, wait. Did anybody comment from the last video? Yes. We got like three or four comments. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. All right. We're going to go ahead and copy and paste the link from last week with Cameron Calloway. Shabam. There we go. Let's five commenters. Oh, five. Let's get it. Start. Start to. Oh. Bless me. Here we go. Sonia Barcelona. Yo, that's crazy. She was in here with Cameron last week for his episode. That's dope. Yeah, just so here you guys know, she was hiding in the corner being super quiet. Thank you, everybody who has. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for dropping a comment down below in the YouTube comment section. Sonia Barcelona has won herself a t shirt. This t shirt right here. Here we go. Oh, oh. Black or white, we're gonna figure that out later. But yeah. uh anywho These are limited edition ones right limited now. Limited so. edition. Uh anywho, further oh, uh, upcoming. Uh, further upcoming? Hmm. Further upcoming. Coming up, we got our episode with Tej. But I will say once again, comment on this video. Yeah. Are we doing it again? No, no, no. No. Okay, no more. No, no more. No more teacher giveaways. Next week. Next week, maybe. We'll maybe. see. Just kidding. Coming cut up. all this out. <laughs> coming up, our episode with Tej. Here we go. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. T, you make music, right? I do. What kind of music do you make, man? I'm like a hybrid between uh, pop and R&B and a little bit of hip hop. Why Why did you decide to mix those genres, do you feel? Um, 
Well, was basically, like with music, I was starting with rapping when I really got into like it. hardcore rapping, like 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 Tupac. Like I feel like in the, I feel like in the beginning, everybody's hardcore rapping because you yeah. just don't know what your style yeah. is yet. So you're kind of just like going off your influences and who you hear, and it did not fit me at all. I gotta ask, were you were you like gangster rapping, like kind of like I'm gonna kill you type of thing? Because I feel like everybody starts <laughs> kinda, out yeah, that way, kind of in a way. And it's like I'm in seventh grade. My voice like is high pitched now, so you can only imagine what it sounded like in seventh grade. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna pull up on you. Like it didn't work out. So as I got older, I progressed and just kind of got led and pushed more into singing because I did choir in middle school as well. Oh, you sung in, in, in middle school? Yeah, I did choir. Ooh. Did choir. It, it shows through, it shows though in your music because you do a lot yeah. of yeah. melodic kind of singing. Like it's not like, you know, high pitch kind of like vocal dynamic kind of thing, but it, right. like you, you know how to carry a tune and you sound good doing it. Thank you. I think really learning how to use my voice was, was like what was, what is what was key. Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of what, helped me craft my own style in a way Dawson mm-hmm. helped a lot with that did did you ever take like vocal classes vocal lessons on singing I haven't taken any vocal lessons so it was just like watching YouTube videos and trying to like harmonize and yeah <laughs> wait do, do, you, do you know how to harmonize like, I do I do yeah? know how to harmonize Oh. I was gonna say this harmonize right now, but never mind. What's yeah. good? <laughs> cool, man. So you moved out to Vegas in 2016, as I've heard. Yes, 2016. What, what inspired that move from from you were uh, originally from San Diego? Originally from San Diego, yeah. All right. So what brought me out here uh, is cheap to live. Uh, one of my uncles stays out here as well, and he was telling me about like the cost of living and whatnot. Oh yeah, San Diego, especially in 20. Well, that's not too long ago. Yeah, uh-huh. San Diego is way too expensive to live. Um, I went to high school in North Carolina, did a year of college in South Carolina, and um, I didn't want to move back in with my parents around that time too, so I decided to come out here and try and make a new start. Mm, feel you, man. You go by Tej, right? Yes, I go by Tej. But dro- you, I'm but what's your actual Tej. artist name? So as of now, I just changed my name to Poppy Chulo Tej to make myself more findable. Oh, just because Tej is also a Hindu festival. Really? Way in India, and it's not like a once every like court. Nah, it's every year, and so like <laughs> oh, shit. I'm competing with this Hindu festival. It's not like leap year. It's like Christmas. It's yeah, every year. it's like literally it's so consistent too, and it lasts a whole month. So like, unless you type Tej music, that's when you'll find me. But if you type in Tej, it's gonna pop up like some Bali dancers. Yeah, <laughs> it's not gonna be. I was wondering why, bro. I was like, wait, what is all this Indian stuff? Yeah. It's like, hmm. <laughs> so have you found that that changing your name to at Papi Chulo Tej has made you more searchable, more Inst- findable easily? Instantly, yeah. Because okay. we just did a, uh, my first release under that for Getaway Driver. Yeah. And like, my stats are way up. And it, it didn't make sense for a while on like why I wasn't getting the, like the correct, the correct data because it would look different in different places like Apple Music compared to Spotify and whatnot. And it just didn't add up as far as like what I was seeing all across like every board. Mm-hmm. And so now that we've done Poppy Chilo Tea, just like things are more findable and more accurate as well. Mm. Let's talk about Getaway Driver because you just released that video, right? Out now, yep. Yeah, it's yeah, doing pretty well. Good stuff, man. Good, good. Yeah, who uh, who ended up shooting it? Cinema, Cinema shot you. Cinema yeah. shot you. Okay, it looks yeah. good, man. I like it. Thank you. Um, I was gonna ask you, what project is that off of? Is that it's it, that's is that a single for yeah, a project? It's, or? Ju- it's just a single. It's okay. just a single. Yeah. Oh, so it does not even like belong. It doesn't even belong to oh, the whole no. project. Yeah, there's no there's no project in the works right now. Oh, there's, just, so you're just going after singles. Yeah, I have a ton of songs that I'm looking to put out. This summer mm-hmm. and um a project is something that i want to work on later in the future when i'm at a a certain point because i feel like i put out two projects already now and um i just want to have the right audience and the right type of demographic when i work that's on a dope album. way to go at it 
Yeah, I just feel like I don't want it to get like overlooked, or because I've noticed that with the two projects mm-hmm. that I have put out too, like they've done well. Don't get me wrong, but I just feel like if I'm gonna put like my time and my energy into an album, which takes a lot out of like the whole team, me, Dawson, and whoever else is helping out on it, it's like I don't want to put it out for nothing. Mm-hmm. Like we have songs that we could put together for an album right now, but I'd rather like take my time and put something together like that has a message behind it you know yeah i always find myself having this debate with artists uh whether they're from the mentality of do i want to drop singles and music videos to those singles or do i want to release projects and i i I feel like my advice is always do singles right do do videos that are not attached to a project because it's more easily fine i I feel like it, it takes less time because you're only worried about that one specific uh record yeah giving it like one thing I've learned, like, as of recently, too, is giving, like, a single or a song a proper rollout. Because, mm. like, normally I would push for, like, probably the first 30 days. And now I'm like, all right, did this thing. It's time to, like, think on the next move. But no, it's like we're doing 45-day treatments. We're still reaching out to playlists. We're still reaching out to different blogs and whatnot. So it's like just because it didn't pop or do what you didn't do what you wanted it to do within that time frame, mm-hmm. it's like there's never too late to start another campaign for something, you know? So what you're telling me is that when you create a song and you want to release it you don't just say oh i just recorded a song it's mixed and mastered i'm gonna drop it now you have a plan for how you're gonna essentially market oh, it right oh yeah like what's the process like because you mentioned spotify playlist you mentioned mm-hmm. uh, uh having a 45 day treatment can mm-hmm. you kind of like explain the process of how how you go through it so we'll get the song mixed as like as soon as we can just because like we want to give ourselves at least three weeks to a month of time to reach out to these playlists, reach out to these blogs and give them like something nice to present instead of just having a rough draft and throwing it everywhere and just have it like um, submitted to the distribution company in time too, just to make sure everything's squared away. So yeah, reaching out to the blogs, reaching out to um, different playlists and um, even now with YouTube, getting different people to react to it mm-hmm. and um, just wherever you oh, can damn, have. Oh damn, that's smart. Yeah, wherever that you can have That is smart. Content. Yeah. Yeah, those YouTube is I key. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, people react, react to videos. Oh, kids music are all videos. over yeah. YouTube. All over YouTube, man. And it's like, those are the ones that are controlling a lot of this shit right now, too. Yeah. So it's all about reaching out to like these different influencers. And you know what another key is, too? Mm. Triller and TikTok. Triller and TikTok. Yeah, so Getaway Driver got added to um, the lip sync category on Ooh. Triller. And so, oh. like, bro, there's been so many weird videos, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I'm actually learning how weird kids are. Like, it's like, 12 year olds and 11 year olds just like it's like vine right like yeah TikTok? it's, it's yeah. A little, you can do a little bit uh, it's a little bit longer than vine too you can adjust the seconds somewhat uh, okay but um yeah triller is really really key right now too like i was looking at the charts like probably a month ago and like the top five on triller matched like the itunes charts mm. and it's like triller was even talking about opening their own streaming service so it's like that happens it's just gonna, that's a wild i feel part. like i feel like Ooh. these these third-party apps really could man because if you think about vine way back in the day you know it wasn't really taken seriously because it was it was there was it was instagram and facebook and twitter right. right those were the only ones they have vine but then you had people who were garnishing attention is that the word garnishing Gar- garnering hmm. garnishing sounds like something like your wages get garnished yeah or you garnish food though they were right? they were gathering attention <laughs> yeah there we go, there we go. <laughs> and and they were getting like 30 million followers you know and their videos mm-hmm. were getting millions and millions of plays right and a lot of these vine artists then and uh, uh comedians or whatever they ended up going to uh other platforms of youtube, Mostly YouTube. and instagram yeah. right so it's like th- these platforms can create mega artists like you're oh, talking about real. king batch right like yeah, didn't like, he come from uh, vine a lot of like 
comedians got their start on Vine and now they have like their own platform that they're yeah. running off of. Hell, some of them are on like Wild and Out right now. Yep. So it's, it's just amazing how much shit came off of an app yep. when we were in school. Like, mm-hmm. What trips me out is that a lot of these kids are like under under 16 years old, 15 uh, years so old. So another thing too, what we tried to do for Getaway Driver on Triller, we were reaching out to some kids to see if we can get them to make videos to the shit and like we had money ready too if like they wanted to be paid. Mm-hmm. Not the type of money they was asking for. <laughs> Bro, so it's yeah. like late Labels are paying these kids to make the videos, so they're expecting like the same type of payout if you come to them too. It's not going to be no different, and it's like six, seven k, and like yeah, we're good. We're gonna go. Well, if you think about it, it's at the it's kind of like a a Instagram influencer, right? Mm -hmm. When they have you know two point five, six million followers, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of money they're charging per post or per Instagram because they're it's the attention, right? Right. I mean, unless these kids are only getting like a thousand plays, I don't see a reason to pay them six thousand. Yeah, <laughs> not. No, like it, these kids are getting like hundreds and thousands of plays in a way. So like people are definitely. You know what like, though? I would I would almost like entertain that idea because if you think about it, you know apps like TikTok and Thriller they're they're made for kids, mm-hmm. and these kids make the, the, all this viral content that for other kids who all they do is on their they're on their phone all day, right? So it's almost like worth it because the attention is there. It's like a different type of attention. Like if right. I. If I myself, a photographer, paid somebody like, let's just say, Lindsay Pellis, who's like an Instagram influencer model, who's got 10, 20 million followers, whatever, I would probably not get as much as attention if, as if I went to a micro-influencer mm-hmm. with 100,000, 200,000 followers because their followers are more likely to look at my content as opposed to the girl who's got 10 million followers. She might just be like, oh, it's just horny dudes on her page. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. It's so it's all relevant. Crowd. Yeah, it's about the crowd you want to be in front of, too. Yeah. So that's crazy man so that's something i think people should take notes on is the fact that you got to have a plan when you come out with new content like you can't just drop it right you got to announce that it's dropping you got to have a goal that you want to meet um but that's so do you have like an agenda as far as like a checklist like let's say you want to prepare a new song right Mm -hmm. do you have like a check like a i don't know google document where you go off and you check off, okay, got to reach out to this blog, got to reach out to these YouTube channels. Like, do you have a list already, like, of contacts? I have not, like, a, like a written-down list, but I know, like, who I want to reach out to and, like, who I need to get in contact with. And a lot of the time, it's, like, kind of the same people because I know some of the people that work at these blogs, mm-hmm. and it's, like, one hub that I'll go to, and they could plug me with, like, three. And then I'll go to my manager, and he could plug me with another three. And then we're just reaching out to the other ones. The main thing, like that was different for me this time because I really, really wanted to hit playlists. Like, Getaway Driver got added to over 500 playlists Ooh, right now, yeah, and it's been out for a month. So the main thing we wanted to do was figure out the people that are curating these playlists. And we found a little key on how to do that and do some research and mm-hmm. look yeah, I remember j Word, one of the other cats who was on here, told us about that. That's, yep. that's what you're talking about Spotify, correct? Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. yeah Spotify, Audio Mac, mm-hmm. iTunes. Like, funny story, like, I got added to this, uh, this big DJ in Russia's playlist, and she added me on there probably like two weeks ago. And I was getting a whole bunch of like followers in a language that I couldn't understand. <laughs> so I thought they were bots. So I started blocking them. Oh, <laughs> like, they love your um, shit too. Yeah. And like, I look at her page and I'm like, oh, she's Russian. And it was like, it makes sense. And then I like log on to my Apple Music for Artists and I got like, all these streams from Russia and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I gotta go and block these people. Damn, so when you log into your Spotify, like it tells you, from what country people are listening from, right? Oh yeah, it tells you the city exactly too. That's a wow, that's crazy. Do you have to pay for that? Do you have to pay for like the analytics and stuff like that? No, it's all free. It's free. Yeah, you don't got to pay for that. Really? Mm-hmm. Does Spotify charge you to upload music, or how does that work? Um, 
so I don't you can't upload music directly to Spotify yet. Okay. I think they were talking about doing that, but um right now I distribute through a company called Level. Okay. And um Level ships it out to all the stores and they're basically our middleman. So it's like TuneCore or any of yeah, those. Yeah, it's like TuneCore and DistroKid. Yeah, yeah, I got it. They're a company out of New York. So wait, so are you are you signed? Or are you unsigned right now? I am unsigned You're right unsigned, now. but you have a distribution label that through, puts yeah. your mu- uploads your music through level through level yeah level is the distribution company what what's that relationship like do you have any like responsibilities to the to this distribution label or is it kind of like you do your um, thing and really it's just submitting the song whenever i'm ready pretty much they're the ones that are gonna like package it up for me and get it out do you have to um do they ask cap it or bmi it for you or no, do you do that yourself we gotta do that ourselves okay. gotta, yeah so you have to register the music and then put it out for distribution yeah which um uh, just explain to the listeners who are listening who don't know what that is do you so ASCAP and bmi pretty much is just like making sure you're getting paid correctly for your royalties whether that's as a songwriter or producer so it's like a copyright almost yeah, yeah. it's pretty much like claiming that you own cre- this. Yeah, yeah you own this and you're crediting whoever helped on this on the work and like you'll distribute it it's really like at first it was difficult to figure out but it's really self-explanatory once you do it the first mm-hmm. couple of times see that's tight it's mm-hmm. really easy to do like you can register a song like 30 seconds pretty much oh, if, wow. if you know what to click on mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's really easy <laughs> how do you go about tackling like album artwork and stuff like that um i have a guy in town kazzy does my artwork okay and um yeah, a lot of distribution like DistroKid, even Level, they like to reject my artwork a lot because like there's certain things that you can't do, mm. and it's like there's certain stickers like you can't have like a barcode on um, you can't have your artwork. Totally right, right, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's regulations. You can't have that like. Um, there's not allowed to be no Apple products in it because iTunes and Apple Music be tripping about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's snap. a couple of different things. Like my artwork has been rejected many times. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know yeah. it was that serious. Yeah, but it's probably not. But just for me, like in general, yeah, like, like we don't like this guy. Because yeah, like a lot of my stuff was comic book themed last year, and so it had like that was a dope yeah. cover, by the way. Thank you. Shout that, out. That Kazi. was uh, what was the name of the album? Spotlight. Spotlight, mm-hmm. bro. There was this one track. I shouldn't even speak about it because I can't even remember the name of the song. But it w- there was one track on it, bro, that I was like, whoa, this is next level. I'll probably find it after the podcast. But if you guys haven't checked out Spotlight, make sure you check out Spotlight, Spotlight. on Spotify and iTunes because that's just tight. Under T still. It's going to be under Poppy Chill T soon. So I got to ask, you write all your lyrics, right? Oh, yeah. I write all my stuff. Production-wise, like how, how does that work? Do you have your own producers? Do you, pr- like, do you produce your own music? What's going um, on? I do not produce my own music. I actually tried it and I understand it, but I hate it. Mm. I just don't. It's not for me. And um, but I have probably like three main producers that I work with right now, and that's Sunny Norway, uh, Will Stellar, and Angel TFC. Dope. Oh, I've heard of Angel. Are TFC. those all Vegas based? No, Sunny is originally from Chicago. He's out in LA so. now. He's produced for um. Kyle, Logic, Mac Miller, Anderson Pack. Damn, that's dope. And, um, that's some pretty big names. Will Steller is uh, from Utah. He's out in LA now as well. He's produced a, a couple joints for me. Uh, Rosecrans off of 1080p. Aaliyah, I put that one out as well. He also has a track out with Made in Tokyo. And Angel, Angel produces a lot of my stuff as well. I put out a track with him in January called Shine. Dope. Yeah, because all the production I've heard is so dope. I'm like, Thank Damn. you, man. I love when I hear... Like, cause it, it, you know, from coming back in the day, I used to be around a lot of the scene, the mm-hmm. hip hop scene around here. And a lot of that stuff was kind of whack. Yeah. No offense. <laughs> See, I wasn't like, here. I can't but that's talk subjective, I guess. But yeah. Well, we've been, been out here since way back in the day. I'm, I'm born and raised here. So yeah. I've been okay. around the scene since you're, I was you're a born and raised here too. Yeah. Uh, I moved out to Vegas when I was like 
six years old. It's so, like yeah, 1996. So I say I'm from yeah. here, bro. I say I'm from here because I really can't say any other place is home. I've been here for the last 22 years, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you solid. So, they already gave you your blue card and everything. You said <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so let me ask, if you had to describe your style of sound, how would you describe it to somebody? Oof. Um, bouncy. I'd bouncy. Have to, I would have to say bouncy, uh, groovy in a way. It just depends on what song is out at the time, to be honest. Because, mm. like, I'll switch over from, like, one to, like, do R&B and pop to, like, wanting to do, like, hip-hop, in a way. What's your favorite song that, that, that you've written or that you've done so far? If you have one. You got to pick one, one actually. Of one of them. Yeah, we, we're going like, to make you pick one. That's out? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's out. Man, I still think Japan is going to give me a plaque. You think so? The one with Ray that That's I got. That's a really good one. I can, yeah. You know what? I think yeah. that might have been the first song I ever heard from you, Same actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is Ray on that one? Yeah, Ray's on that, that one. Ray's on that one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he's on that one. I really think that one's still like, because there's like songs that have been out for years or like one or two years that'll circulate and it just didn't catch the right buzz. But like Alessia Carr, she blew up off a song she dropped two years before she was known pretty much. Right. And it was that I'll Be Over Here song. And it's like that blew up like way after she had came out with it. So it's like, a song could do the right thing at the right time and it's like brand new again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's happened in many cases I've seen. Let me ask you, this is a serious question here. Ooh. What What do you think it takes to make it as an artist in 2019? In 2019? What, whether it's like you got to have these certain skills, you got to make music this way, you got to have like the personality-wise marketing. marketing, the brand, like what does it take to make it? A plan. I really think it takes a plan and that just that covers a lot of ground just saying plan because like you need to know like what your brand is what demographic you're trying to reach out to you want to have your stuff mixed correctly you just want to be able to pay for it because a lot of people will go into it and that's good like going into it in general and wanting to start something but you have to have like you have to set some ground rules for yourself as well because you don't want to get too far along and not actually know where you're going or know what's next and that's Mm -hmm. what i was doing in the beginning but once i realized like it's going to take a certain amount of money to invest in this and it's going to take a certain amount of time and like there's a whole bunch of sacrifices that you got to put into it if you're willing to like really do the shit right so really a plan like sit down write a list of goals and um give yourself a time limit on when you want to obtain them Mm. that's deep man I, i i agree do you have a a manager or any kind of management that helps you kind I, of create a plan? I do. Jared Howard manages me. Okay. Yeah. How, how long has that been going for? Uh, about four months now. Four months? <laughs> yeah. He's um he's officially taken over as management for me. Nice. I was uh, managing myself for a little bit before that. And I had a manager last year, but he broke off and went back to school. We still good, but nice. yeah, Jared's taking over management from me. He uh, lives out in North Carolina. He writes for Lyrical Lemonade and, um, it's crazy actually how like close we were and we didn't even know like he lives in a city called greensboro mm-hmm. i lived in a city called winston-salem which is like 30 minutes away from there which is salem winston-salem winston-salem is that in oregon no that's in north carolina oh i'm making shit up sorry <laughs> yeah. place somebody gets murdered at bro oh, that's yeah. where the witches got killed salem oh, oh yeah salem witch trials you're in a different place bro we in a different time so let me ask you this then uh you know, speaking of, of having management and having a manager, what kind of value do you think a manager should bring to the table? Or, or you can even speak to your own experience. What value does your manager bring to the table that helps you either relieve stress on something else? Something else? Maybe he takes over some, a different area. Like what, what kind of what kind of things do you think a manager should be in charge of? Um, I still do a lot of things myself as well. Like I still send emails. I still try and book my own shows. But yeah. he's doing the same thing just because I believe like, 
you should never give anyone like full control of your career. Right. You want to always have at least some part of it just so you can feel involved because at the end of the day, it's your career, you know? Right. But um, he helps me with my bookings. He helps me with label meetings. He helps me with just getting placements and getting bigger features and just like in general all around, like he's kind of like that that footstep in the door for me mm-hmm. in the industry as well. So he's, he would also be like a second opinion, right? Yeah, definitely. Like if you a have a track opinion. that you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I should have a feature on this song or should it be just me? You, mm-hmm. that's somebody you would go to, right? Definitely. Yeah, I sent him all my shit. Like I sent him something before, like I came here because yeah. we, we just recorded at Junction a couple hours ago. And with the manager, do you do you have to pay him like a monthly fee, or do they take like percentages from something, or how does it work exactly usually? Um, I'm not sure how other people do it, but mm-hmm. it's normally the same. Like they'll take a percentage out of something, yeah, and then normally it'll equal out to like a whole number. And so it's like percentages from different things, pretty mm-hmm. much. Like if you're Good. doing merch, they'll take a percentage out of that. Got Screams it. percentage out of that. Show bookings percentage out of that. Got it. And it, it'll all equal out to like probably like six, seven, or like depending on like what your contract is, mm-hmm. eight or nine. Mm-hmm. Got it. I I feel you on that whole. You never want to give somebody complete control over your creativity right and i feel like being an artist is one of the one of the 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 most definite you know definitions of being an entrepreneur because you're marketing yourself right you are your own product right Mm -hmm. you're getting high off your own supply hey man you you got to it's good so it's like (laughs) so so really like when you think about it like i forgot where i was going with that damn it keep going damn it chuck keep going something about high off your own Mm -hmm. supply taking so you were saying about uh having control of your career as well i think i have something bro mm-hmm. are you <laughs> on the song I'm not. off top <laughs> i think i have something like I, I i will go off on a train of thought mm-hmm. and then i will just completely forget where i was going with that yeah that happens to me at least twice a day Mo- moving on i gotta I, <laughs> you're a piece of shit bro <laughs> I, I gotta ask uh why, why why music first of all like what inspired you to be becoming do you have musicians in your family no <laughs> no so oh, you're the only musician not. but did they um, play music you know what i mean like no nah, there's no musicians in my family my dad um he retired after he hurt his back my mom she was a counselor at a halfway house and um yeah nobody really did anything arts wise what's a halfway house so it's like um it's for like recovering addicts oh, okay pretty uh, much so she was like a counselor there okay i, I thought it's off safe house Oh, <laughs> you know, like when somebody's in trouble, yeah, they yeah. go to a safe house. She, safe was, she was a counselor at oh. the trap house. In oh, ca- in okay. Ca- in case they were feeling down, you know. So, so when you, so you already, but you were already making music in San Diego, right? Um, I was like interested in music in San Diego. I didn't dive into music until I got to high school, and I moved halfway through my freshman year to North Carolina. So that's when, um, around sophomore year, I got my first microphone. It was a USB mic. I think that's how everybody starts. Horrible quality. But <laughs> yeah. At the time, I thought I was that nigga. But yeah. um, I think everybody starts out on their laptop and they're plugging into Audacity and shout out to the noise know, yeah. that a USB mic contains. Honestly, I lied. Before that USB mic, I had Beats headphones and those cords had a mic on it. Yeah, and that damn, was, that was my first mic. <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I recorded over like a double XL freshman beat from like 2013. Yeah. So, yeah. so was it somebody that hyped you up and was like, hey, man, you're really good at this. You should pursue it. Or was it kind of like you already, like you felt it, like this is what I want to do? I would, uh, I would freestyle a lot at lunch pretty much just because I saw that's what everybody else was doing and I wanted to be a part of it. And um, I just got decent at freestyling for high school. Mm-hmm. Like it was nothing crazy in like real world, but for high school, I was nice at the time. And um, I just really wanted to like get into making music because I always said I was going to do it. And I always said like I was going to record this or record that. And then I just never got around to it. So around sophomore, junior year, that's when I was like, well, I want to try and record something. 
and we made a song and our football team used it as the entrance oh that's dope who was your influence at that time like who were you looking up to my influence at that time um it would definitely be big sean uh People gonna flame me, but B.O.B. was hot back in 2012. <laughs> that paper airplanes, yeah. yeah, man. I was definitely listening to a lot of Big Sean, B.O.B., uh, Lil Wayne, uh, Kyle. Still listening to him today. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't he a kid? K.I.D. Yeah, yeah K.I.D. It was K.I.D. Yeah, KID. I, I've heard. I heard of him through uh, Buff Nerds. Buff Nerds. Jacob Owens, Jacob Owens does his yeah. videos. His videos are hella dope. I actually found Kyle because of Big Sean because I was looking up like the Lemonade instrumental and I found Kyle's uh, Lemonade cover. Damn, that was like one of the. Yeah, that was like so, so was long ago. Because I, I, I remember um, the first time I heard Big Sean was actually when I think Kanye put him on, and he did that song. Where he's wearing the bape jacket. I can't even remember what the fuck that song's called. What was it? I remember like his first big song was like My Last and it had like Chris Brown on it. No, it wasn't that oh, song. Oh, yeah, yeah, Hold on, let me. I think that, that's the main, that's the one that popped up for him, right? Yeah. My Last, that was, that, that that was, was the, the biggest first song big he one. did. At least I, as far as I remember, that was the first big one. Yep, that's the first one I heard of. I gotta ask, what, what, what's what been the hardest part of your entire career, man? The hardest part of my entire Because we career? all got peaks and valleys, you know, troughs and whatever the other one is it's ups uh, and downs man for me it's kind of like getting that like that reassurance because it's like every time you drop or anytime like you do anything new with music you always want to like achieve something new or do something new and like just have like a new accolade or like say that i did this this time mm. and it's like sometimes that shit doesn't happen and it's just like that's just the motion of the game and like how it goes and it's like you get discouraged over time and you start to wonder like do I is this really what I'm supposed to be doing with my life so mm. self-doubt is a bitch but like you get over that in a little bit so really just like staying confident and like being optimistic and making sure like everything's gonna be okay in the end so is it kind of that like being being said no to kind of thing uh being said no to yes in a way but mm-hmm. like that doesn't really bother me too much because I've kind of built up that confidence at this point so being no doesn't like being told no doesn't really do anything to me at this point mm. it's like when back before getaway drive when i was dropping and i didn't get the results that i wanted it's kind of like okay like why not like the music's good what else is wrong you know so it's kind of like you're kind of dissecting the situation and trying to figure out like what is it because it's like you see it happening for other people you see it happening like for everyone but you and you're just waiting for your turn pretty much and it's not like you're mad at them it's just like well damn i've been doing this for a minute now and i'm I'm ready like i'm here you know what's crazy though is you're only 21 years old. Yeah, I so just turned 22 of, this Saturday. Well, there you go. Oh, happy birthday, hey, bro. Happy birthday, man. Appreciate it. Wait, this past Saturday or this <laughs> yeah, upcoming? This past Saturday on the 29th. Happy birthday, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'm glad you uh, get to share. Well, I guess it was Saturday. It was already passed. Yeah, wait, what? Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so would you say your confidence is your is your greatest strength? Um, I guess if you put confidence and optimistic in the same category, yes. Mm-hmm. Cause that's like probably my biggest trait is I'm optimistic as hell. Mm-hmm. Like we were short of rent, like $900 two days before it was due. And I was chilling. We got it done though. We got Ooh. it paid. But like literally it's just, I've learned to have faith in like, cause everything always works out. So yeah. you're like that little meme where the dog's sitting down and there's fire going around. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, fine. Fine. it's fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Yeah. It melts off. <laughs> literally it's like any situation I've been in, like it always works itself out no matter what. 
and it's like it sounds cliche as fuck but like it seems like you're in the worst time ever when it's going but on it's really but when it's over it's like damn like i, I stressed that. all that like, for nothing for, exactly <laughs> yeah. and it's like shit's back to normal and it's like me and dawson were just talking about this earlier like i always like compared how good my life would be when like i got this done or i got this problem out the way or i got that problem out the way and then like i came to the conclusion probably two or three weeks ago that like if I don't have any problems, my life is boring as hell, you know? Yeah. And it's like yeah. the fact that I have problems is good just because now when you elevate to like a new level and like this really happens for us, like there's just going to be bigger problems. It's never going to go away. Nope, yeah. Never. And it's like now that I've accepted the fact that like problems are going to be here and it's like issues are going to be here and it's like we'll just fix them as we go. Like there's mm -hmm. no rush on anything. It's like I don't feel pressured at all no more. And you'll be able to tackle those problems even Right. Like with a much better head on your shoulders, you know what I mean? Right. Then stressing out about it all the time and like moping and letting it put me in a mood and it's that's, not see, That's crazy, man. Yeah. You're 20, 22, man. Like I just learned this like two, three months ago. I was like, I was like stressing. And then I was like, why the fuck am I stressing so hard about this certain situation? I'm like, I'm just going to let it kind of do its thing. Like it, it, right. you still have that little bit of anxiety, yeah. that little bit of nervousness. Oh yeah. Always. Just because. It's literally like it's going to float away. Oh, yeah. It always does. It's like that's how life works. It's going to go away at some point. Mm -hmm. yep. It has to. You're human. I try to put that into perspective for a lot of people, but I don't think it comes across very well. Mm -hmm. You know, because people always think that their issues, their current issues are the worst issues in the world, right? Right. You think about somebody who goes going to high school or uh, they asked out a girl and she said no. Their mm -hmm. life is over, right? They, they, that's right. that. Their, their world is crushed. Really, like, what's gonna happen? You know, like, what's the worst thing that's come out of that? She said, "No, okay, move on to the next one." Like, what's the issue? I always try to bring that up to people who who are overstressing and, and dealing with issues that are that are making them emotionally break down. Right. And I feel like, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've gotten to this age, bro. I'm 28 years old. I really don't like. I get sad sometimes, mm. but that doesn't ever stop me from doing things, mm -hmm. you know. And there's people who put emotional barriers, right? You know, like there are people who 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 get depressed and they will stop doing things. Mm. They'll either stop reaching for their goals or their, you know, whatever it is. Mm. But I just think I don't know. It, it's hard nowadays to explain it to people because you gotta be more sensitive. You know yeah, what I mean? nowadays you do. Like for me personally, like when I notice I'm going through a funk. And, like, I f I'm feeling a certain way. I, like, allow myself to go through it mm -hmm. rather than fight it. Because, like, I remember I was going through this one situation. I was, like, forcing myself go to go to Junction and record. And I was mm -hmm. like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to go in here and make a hit. And then I'll come out and the song's trash as fuck. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, now we know what happens when you force yourself to go. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to calm down on that. And yeah. it's, it's just accepting that, like you're going to go through those emotions and it's like, it's natural. There's nothing wrong with you. Like just allow yourself to go through it and you're going to take a lesson from it. You know? Yeah. So. People say that, you know, money doesn't solve problems. Right. And I, that's a lie. No, no, that's no, that is but a lie. Let, but let, let me say that money gets rid of problems that money can solve. Right. You know, when you, when you no longer have to worry about rent, you don't have to worry about a car payment, your insurance, or where bills, you're going to eat, where anything. you're going to live, yeah. things like that there's a lot of stress that gets relieved off of you at that point. Then it becomes a, a like, okay, well in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. How money, money can't fix relationships. Money can't fix, you know, how much time left somebody has on, on earth. Yeah. It's kind of like those intangible right. things. So, that. so I feel like people who deal with issues, who deal with struggles on a daily basis, they get mentally stronger to a point where, the, you know, if the money does come, that's just an, an addition. Extra. You know what I mean? It's just extra. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, I was broke for a long time. I'm still broke, to be honest with you. But like, <laughs> I'm cool. I'm happy. I'm getting by. Bills are paid. So I'll tell you like, this. I'll tell you this, though, man. I feel like at some to some extent, a lot of us will always be broke because th- there was a study that was done that was, uh, they were talking about people who made twenty grand a year or ten grand a year, twelve grand a year, mm. and they said, "How much money does it cost for you to be happy or for you to not have any more problems?" And they go, "Well, if I could make thirty thousand, I'd be happy." And then they interview people who are making thirty thousand, and they said, "Well, if I can make fifty, I'll be happy." Mm-hmm. And and it goes on so on right the guy who was making a hundred grand a year if i can make 250 grand a year i'll be happy so well, us as hum- bro you good you know what i mean <laughs> i think like the more money you make you'll always find a way to have problems new problems oh yeah definitely. more money more problem damn definitely. bigger house bigger brought it back nicer yep, car bring it back who's who, who was the one that said that uh justin it- bieber <laughs> <laughs> i hate you it was, it was Biggie Smalls, right? No, 99 Problems. I more money, more JB. problems. Huh? I fuck with JB. Uh, with Justin Bieber? Yeah, man. He came out like... Came you out to me? your show? No. no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he came to one of yeah. my shows. Y'all, I said he was my biggest fan, bro. Hmm. I found him and like... Y'all remember the jerking movement? Oh, yeah. Ooh. That was, that was, I was That's actually how I got into like music in general. Like, Because I was a part of, of like a couple of different jerking crews. And like we was fucking shit up for a little bit on YouTube. Yeah. And then like... Cause I I used to watch MTV Music in the morning, uh-huh. and like that's how I found Justin Bieber because it had like Baby with him and Ludacris, and then I found the New Boys with You're a Jerk. MTV put me on when I was a kid. Shout man. out to MTV for real. Back in the day, that BT 106 and Park that shit put me on as well. Yeah. So there was a lot of like influence off of TV because my mom she just played like bachata around the house, and my dad he just played like old school R and B, Odie but goodies, and like Charlie Wilson and. The Jackson Five, Teddy Pendergrass, James Brown, yeah. like yeah. So I didn't really have any hip hop until I found like these certain TV stations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spe- speaking of the the jerking movement, <laughs> wasn't it? It was called the jerking movement, right? <laughs> so uh, is it jerky yeah, or jerky? Yeah, right. The jerking mu- m- movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta let it flow. You gotta let it roll off the tongue. It's gonna get past <laughs> that roadblock right there. Uh, speaking speaking to it. One of the artists that made it big from Las Vegas is Dizzy Wright, right? I would mm-hmm. agree he kind of made it to that level where he is now living off of his music. He's making an income. He's taking care of people. Off of jerking? No, no, no. I'm saying oh, he, he created a... Like he advanced his career by writing that jerk movement, right? That wave. Mm. What, how can you speak to, 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 to that? Like, do you think as an artist, like, it is, it's kind of like... It's, it's, is it acceptable to just kind of do that like write a, a, a movement a wave a, a style uh whatever the kids call it nowadays to go ahead and get into people's kind of like in, to get their attention um during that time i think like he capitalized off of it because like it was a bunch of kids dancing to it and the one thing those kids need to dance to is music yeah and it's like it was more dancers than there were artists too so he was providing something that like the movement needed too and if it helped catapult himself then it worked out you know yep it's always like that uh, Black Milk said that in one of his songs. He's like, you just got to make one song to make it. And then after that, you can do kind of whatever you want. Oh, literally. See, that, 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 that's, what I, I, that's what I tell a lot of my, my hip-hop friends, man, because they make a lot of music that's very, like, you know, hardcore. But it's like, bro, you got to get people to listen to your stuff first. Mm-hmm. And then once you get the attention, go ahead and make the music you want. You know what I mean? Right. Why would you want to make music that is in the minority or it's in, like, it, it's a very, um, how do you say it? You have a very narrow audience mm-hmm. you know what i mean make up make music for the masses right and whether it's dancing music whether it's catchy music trendy music top 40 music that's the kind of music that's going to get your get, get your people's attention mm-hmm. now i'm not an artist myself so i can't really like 
I don't know if this is right or wrong, but that's something that I would say is you got to be able to like ride waves and kind of like you got to be do able what to people adapt. are doing. Yeah, you got to be able I mean? to adapt simple and playing because it's like they're washing artists in and out right now too. Oh, yeah. So it's like if you can't adapt to the times and like get up to speed, and it's like you can be gone as quick as you came. And it's, well, even speaking to some of these top forty artists, some of these artists who are already big. They do that a lot, you know. They they ride the wave of whatever's popular, right? You know, like uh, not when he was like, look at how how Taylor Swift does a song with Kendrick Lamar. They're cross promoting, cross platforming, kind of like they're riding that wave, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a lot of things that even like like kind of artists who are starting out don't get because they want to do them. They I want to do my style and my style only. I feel like it kind of it's kind of like a stubborn thing. I mean, it's yeah. not a bad thing. I actually think it, it's cool. Like if you want to like strut that way, you know what I mean. But I just tell people like. It's a little bit harder. You're mm-hmm. going to have a little bit harder time. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you don't want to go away from like the creativity that you have. Because like if you just copied other photographers' styles, you'd get kind of bored. You'd be like, damn. And it, you'd look at yourself and be like, See, this ain't me. I got something to say. I feel like as a photographer, if you copy other photographers' styles, that's a learning experience. Ooh, fuck no, no, up. but but you have, to, you have to think this, you know releasing it as your own. You see what I mean? It's not mm. you. So now you're you're putting up this facade that this is your style. Yeah. When it's not, you're you're copying somebody else. It's great to copy, you know. It's the it's the best way to learn. But if point. you're releasing shit, mm-hmm. that's not you. And a lot of people go through shit. But what bro. is you? What if you don't even know what's you? Oh, then you shouldn't even be making music yet. <laughs> you should be learning yourself. <laughs> He's over here chilling, chilling out, laying back. Hey man, I was enjoying yeah. it. I was enjoying it. Yeah. I, I just think, because uh, like, you know, there's a lot of people who've done their style and made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Kendrick Lamar doesn't sound like anybody. Mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper doesn't sound like anybody. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, Danny Brown doesn't sound like anybody. Oh, you definitely not. You know? <laughs> Nobody's not. not like Danny yeah. Brown. I don't know who that is. Shout out to Danny Brown. Is that a rapper? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hippity hoppy rapper. Mm. Yeah, he's dope. What, I want to ask you what what goals have you set? Kind of backtracking off this whole thing because yeah. we kind of got off topic. <laughs> what uh, what goals have you set for 2019? 2019 or um, even 2020, man. Yeah, let's take it up. So right let's now, kick it up a notch. Um, I want to perform. I, my goal this year was to do out of state shows, and um, we've been doing that. We've done some in LA. We've nice. done some in Texas, and um, we got New York coming up in October. Texas South by Southwest. Yeah, we did an unofficial Ooh. showcase there. Good. We're trying to lock in an official That's one dope, for man. this year, and um, yeah, my goal was to uh, basically build a following on Spotify, and that started with Getaway Driver, and um, basically the whole name change, making myself more findable. Shout out to Dawson because that was his main idea, pretty much, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, making myself more findable, getting on these playlists, uh, building like an actual like core fan base. Like, cause if you can like get a hundred people in a hundred cities, like you're solid. So yeah, yeah, building building up a core fan base, people that are like willing to invest into my music, right? And um, just building off of that, cause once I get that core, like that's when we could do like a tour. That's when like these out of state shows are gonna be working more. That's why like this New York show is coming up in um October. Ooh. Yeah, so my um, my manager manages another artist named Ducey Gold. He's from North Carolina as well. And um they're doing a showcase for us in New York. So we're gonna be pulling up to that. Wow, that's that's dope. Tight. Should be live. Should that's be live. Be super dope. I forgot who it was that said this. Uh it might have been JK, JK News or something. Um, they mentioned like if you can get a thousand fans. Yep. 
right? Yeah. If you can get 1,000 fans, like, and I'm saying like hardcore fans, mm-hmm. a fan who will be the first to listen to your music it when could. it comes out, that downloads your music, that buys one piece of your merchandise, mm-hmm. one hardcore fan, like you're, you're set for life, uh, 1,000 of them. Oh, yeah. You know, you're or, or you're, you're set as far as career goes, income goes, being able to pursue your dream as an artist without having to depend on either having a job or, you know, having side hustles, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you need, honestly, because like a million streams get you five thousand. So, ooh, five thousand bucks from Spotify. Yeah. Oh, okay, a million streams. Five thousand yeah, dollars. That's, that's crazy. That's kind of tied into how YouTube works out, because I heard like one million. It's four to seven. Four to seven thousand. Yeah. So basically, I was listening to the. Can you imagine how many, how much oh, money that Despacito song no, made? This you, these YouTube couples be making bank for no reason. YouTube I'm, couples. Yeah, like they'll just like do dumb shit or they'll like like prank versus the, prank, yeah, prank yeah. girlfriend. Oh, it up, it's like what fake relationship do I got to get into to get a rack a month? Like, I feel like, bro. I feel like we live in an age where you should just do that. Like. I don't know. Like, I guarantee you, you half I mean? those relationships are fake. It, yeah, I like, yeah, it's I'm a fake. show. It's a show. It's a business partnership. I feel. Yeah, I'm not buying. You know it. what I mean? Not buying it. But you know who buys it? Kids. Exactly. God damn hey. kids. And it's some evil Shout people on YouTube too. Like when Mac Miller passed away, it's this one dude going around talking about one like equals one prayer. Fuck out of here. That oh, is so. They do anything just to get like That's that, that attention seeking. So man. fucking annoying, man. Yeah. People you know? post that all the time, though. I mean, I see like a uh, one like equals one prayer. That's you know? so Twitter is so no retweet or like some dumb shit will happen. Golly, man. Twitter is amazing. That's my favorite app. <laughs> Twitter? Yeah. I haven't Twitter. been on it I see, for so I see long. you active on Twitter, man. Oh, I'll be live on Twitter. <laughs> some t- bro, I don't understand Twitter sometimes. Like as far as what? Uh like how the whole comment system works. Because cause you know you know Cash App right mm-hmm. the the company Cash App they mm-hmm. they do uh every they be on every, Fridays every they be Friday. dropping yep I'll be right there putting my Bro, tag right so so on, <laughs> I don't know if you know Chuck but on Friday Cash App the company that owns uh tw- or is owned by Twitter I guess uh they donate money to anybody who randomly who drops their cash app you know tag in in, so in, in in their post right i'm still waiting so <laughs> so i guess I'm i i guess waiting. i dropped i dropped a comment saying i'm not looking for money here but i'm actually willing to give somebody twenty dollars who drops their cash app here and is subscribed to my to the morning dinner Ooh. podcast right how did that go Bro, nobody. Oh, I want one person, and I'll tell you why. Because I commented on their reply. <laughs> oh, oh you damn. piece of So it didn't even show up on. Yeah, on, on you got to comment on the main one. You got to comment on the main one. I didn't one. know. I'm getting That's old, bro. That's a good idea, low key. If you would have come, yeah, try it again on Friday. I will. This now that I know Friday, how to do yeah, it. Yeah. Or give away a t shirt, you know? like Yeah, do something. People That'll love free stuff, man. Mm. You know? Oh, we were oh, thinking yeah. about doing like a gift card giveaway for uh, the kids on Triller. Because, like, a lot, like, we got added to the category on Triller, which that was big alone. And like for the first three days, nobody made videos. Mm. <laughs> so like you see all these big people up there and they got like 76 videos, 200 videos, getaway driver zero. So I'm like, oh shit. I'd just be walking around <laughs> with the then phone like, being like, hey, kick, do this shit. And then like I, I made a video to it and it did pretty well for whatever Triller considers well. Yeah. And then like after that, like hella people just started making videos to it. It and just takes like, one. Yeah, it literally just takes one. And it's like, some of the videos are cute. Some of them are cringy. Some of them are like... You know what's crazy, bro? What's Triller? Like, I know we talked about it. It's, it's exactly like TikTok. Like, exactly. Um, no, so it's ba- Triller is more geared towards, like, the music side of it, too. Like, mm. you pick a song pretty much and you uh set up your phone wherever you're going to do it or how you want to record it. Yeah. And you take, like, multiple takes. 
and then you can organize it at the end on how which clip you want where or it can shuffle it for you on its own Ooh. and then like you can like edit each frame and you can crop it to how long you want it or you can put a filter over it or you can zoom in, zoom out. There's a whole bunch of shit you can mm. do. Now, was it TikTok was the company that used to be owned by uh, Musically, right? Uh, if I'm if I'm rem- remembering correctly, I think so. Don't quote me. I, I think, think so. One of them used to be owned by Musically. Mm. That's just so crazy, man. You think about all these kids and how much how many views they were getting on their videos. Right. <sighs> Millions. One of the last questions I have for you was a. Uh, Who's on your who's was it the dream bill? The, yeah, your the dream tour? bill. Like your the dream, dream bill, tour. the tour lineup. Who's on your lineup? Oh, a dream bill for a tour yeah. lineup? Oh yeah. shit. Uh Pharrell is definitely up there. That's nice. someone I really oh, we dreaming did. big. I really want to work with Pharrell one day. Yep, Pharrell's definitely up there. Um I want Kanye on there too as well. Nice. Um Right now I'm really fucking with Khalid. I really like Khalid's stuff too. And um so I probably had the order on Little Uzi. <laughs> Lil Uzi, um, if I'm in a hip hop mood, probably Lil Uzi. But I'm thinking more of like R and B, upbeat, pop stuff right now. Oh yeah. So I probably had Khalid open. Then I probably throw. Hmm, it's this new dude uh, named Lucky Day. He signed the RCA. He's really hard. RCA is a big comp, a big yeah, label. Yeah. So I probably I probably do Khalid, Lucky Day, Pharrell, then yeah. Boom. Yep. There you go, man. That's my lineup right now. That's dope. That's dope. What about you, Chuck? Huh? <laughs> if you had a lineup. Hello? Um, <laughs> he said, uh-huh. Shit, dude. <laughs> nah, I'm good. We're trash, bro. We don't even make music. Well, well hold you. on. You kind of do a little bit. Yeah, Kim always say. speaks for me, bro. He's like, oh, we don't do video. <laughs> oh, I, he does video. <laughs> Every, everything we do is trash. Yeah. This podcast trash. is what? the best part about us. I love this podcast. I've been waiting to come up here. Uh, hey, we've been trying to. Well, Are you how subscribed? long has it been? I am subscribed. Oh, okay, I was yeah, about I to call subscribed. you right now. No, <laughs> I am subscribed because Dawson was up here. Um, Artie was up here. Ray was up here. Um, it's been a couple people that I know up here as well. If we're trying to get the whole city on here, bro. Hey, we got to. Yeah. Got to. Yeah, get y'all asses who's, on here. Uh, who's somebody that you would like to see on here? Someone I would like to see on Kanye here. Kanye West? You got it. Oh, yeah, Def. Yeah, uh, hit yeah. him up. But <laughs> I would like to see... Hmm. That you think yeah. we can get on? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be like Kanye West. Like, nah, y'all. Y'all should get Mac up here. Mac, Mac Neely. Do you almost say Mac Miller? No. <laughs> oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> Mac Neely. Yeah, get Mac Neely up mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's a good conversationalist. Like, it'll probably stretch past an hour. You'll have. What does he do? He produces and he raps as well. He's a really good producer. I want somebody with a good voice, man. Can carry the conversation. Oh yeah, Mac yeah. has a very nice voice. Does, does very, he have like a nice radio voice? voice? He he makes music too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is he, he's a hip hop artist. Yes. Okay. He's an artist in general. Okay. Yeah. So, wait, so he, he he produces too? Yeah, he makes all of his own beats. Producer first oh, or snap artist or rapper first? Um, you would have to ask him that to me because oh, okay. he I think he goes back and forth personally, mm-hmm. but. He said, I don't speak for my friends? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thank God, say, man. Yeah. They're going to put me in the group chat. I say one thing wrong. So, <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not hey, with. man. Thank you so much for joining us, bro. Thank you for having we me. We appreciate you it. being on the podcast. Uh, for anybody who's listening to the podcast and wants to find you, where can they find you online? You can find me on all socials at Poppy Chula Tej, and you can find all my music under Poppy Chula Tej as well. There we go. Poppy. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Thank you for guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys in the next morning dinner. Here. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry.
I hope you guys like that episode of the Morning Dinner Podcast. If you feel like being awesome and you got some value out of that podcast, make sure you smash that like button. Ooh, move the microphone a little bit. Smash that like button. Subscribe. Please and subscribe. What's the last thing they should do, bro? After they like, after they uh, subscribe, what else should they do? Leave a comment. Why? Why would they want to leave a comment, bro? Why would they? Make sure you guys drop a comment if you dug the episode. If you have a favorite part of that episode, let us know. I used to say drop a comment down below and let us know, but you already know. Make sure you guys are following <laughs> us on all our social media handles. We have our guests and ourselves linked down below. So make sure you go ahead and uh, follow us on all our channels. And once again, we hope to see you guys on our next morning dinner. We love you.